This is Peter Walsh with MR. Scott Ritter with the Decorated Apparel Expo. This is Ben Landisman with Lawson Screen and Digital Products. This is Deborah Sexton. And you're listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 Hosted by Terry Combs and Aaron Montgomery. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, May 6, 2022. And uh, I'm Terry Combs. You can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at OurSuccessGroup.com. So, Terry, today we've got a great show in store for you here. We, uh, we've got John Morris talking to us. Uh, he's with Club Colors, and uh, he's going to share with us about social selling that actually works, right? So <laughs> instead of wasting all those hours and, and creating content and <clears throat> all this stuff that people do on social media, um, John's got a formula that actually works, and uh and he's going to show it to us. He's going to tell us all about it. And uh, he's a super, I've had an opportunity to talk to him beforehand. I Man, just a blast to talk to. So I'm really looking forward to getting in here and talking to John here and a little bit about social selling that actually works. But um, good to be back, I guess, would be the first thing I'd want to say, Terry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you missed a great show last week, the Women in Garment Decorating. And uh, uh, Eric sat in your chair, in, which was weird. Uh, he went to your house. I know. But, uh, <laughs> I thought stuff looked like it was moved around here a little bit. <laughs> There's a uh, some uh, some old, old English uh, literature uh, laying about, and <laughs> yeah, uh, and like I'm like somebody really smart was here. What the heck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember acquiring this copy of Beowulf. <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, actually the cool part about this, this whole podcast thing, right, is uh, you get to watch the replay even if you missed the show. So I did get a chance to check it out. It was great. You guys nice. uh, did a great job. And, and the guests were, oh, man, they were good. Yeah. Really yeah. fantastic. So uh, I think we had a home run on that uh, episode of Women in Garment Decorating. So uh, good we job. We ended and on then- time too, uh, Aaron. So Ooh. again, it's you. Well, I did then watch also the half later, you know, right after, and I saw that you were sitting in my chair. So I don't know how you guys got back and forth like that, but super um, weird. (laughs) Flights to St. Louis are really expensive right now. So, So anyways, uh, yeah, great job by you guys last week. Thanks for holding down the fort for me while I was over at uh, Everything Embroidery Market EEM. So uh, it was a it was a great time, great show, and uh, yeah. So let's check in with a couple of people and then I'll tell people about that, Terry, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So good morning to Bevy Jean and uh, Chuck. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We've got Todd from Fat Dad Wholesale checking in and um, Chuck saying good morning to everybody. Just greet. He's our greeter today at the door. So if you come in the YouTube channel over there, <laughs> Chuck will be there to greet you. Thank you, Chuck. And uh, um, we've got Christine. Hello, Christine. Thanks for being here. Good morning. And good morning to Dean. And uh, look at that, Ramona. Uh, it's been a very productive week. Well, nice job. High five. Wow, Ramona. Awesome. <laughs> um, sunny Minnesota. Those don't always go together. So that's good. Good morning, Chris- Kristen. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I'll talk a little bit more about Kristen here uh, later on when we talk about Skills USA. Actually, she's going to be a judge with, oh, with super. Uh, me at Skills USA, and I'm still looking for more judges. So <laughs> that's why I want to talk about. Um, all right. And then we've got Kim Johnson. Happy Friday. Good morning to Ree. Good morning to Rich. Thank you guys so much for being here. All right. Well, Terry, um, I guess I'll give you a quick recap of uh, everything in Brody Market, if that's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's hear about it. I'm uh, interested to hear. Okay, excellent. Well, um, yeah, so it was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, the Everything Embroidery Market's been around for a bit, but um, this is the first, no, sorry, second show that the new ownership, uh, Christine, uh, sorry, Christina and uh, Hope from uh, Love That Cotton, they purchased this show about a year ago, I guess. And um, this is their second live show that they've been able to do as the new ownership. And um it went, it went really well. I, I mean, I was very impressed. Uh, just, you know, you look at a show like this and you go, okay, is this more hobby is type stuff or, you know, are there going to be some business folks there too? And I, I think there was a really great mix. I think there was people there to shop and, and get all that and, you know, see the vendors and just, you know, really kind of <laughs> bump up their hobby room, so to speak. But there was also, um, 
a massive amount of businesses there really looking to kind of boost where they were going. I mean, we had um, great engagement. I think on average, our classes had about 50 people each in them. And we did five different business classes throughout the course of the weekend. And um, I mean, engaged the entire time, open to learning, open to new things. You know, so sometimes I don't know if you guys know this about me, but sometimes I get a little out there. I get a little wooey. I get a little uh, big picture, right? <laughs> Terry, you're not allowed to say anything. <laughs> I'll just laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyhow, they were really engaged um, and really open to thinking about things in a new way and and looking at different perspectives. And uh, so it was it was fantastic. I I'm still kind of riding a high from that uh, opportunity to to be there and share that stuff. So. Um, you know, I was when you you were talking about the new owners. I I was thinking I'm still buzzing a little bit from their enthusiasm when they were on the show a few weeks ago. So, yeah, well, and uh, you would think, you know, I mean, obviously putting on a live event uh, like that is uh, takes takes quite a bit of <laughs> work, and there can be a lot of things happening. You know, a lot of moving parts and pieces, and even on the very last day their enthusiasm was still like they were on this show. I was like, you guys, I, I want to know, I want to drink what you're drinking. Because, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were incredible. That's awesome. so, um, Fantastic. It, it was fun. It was great. Uh, they've announced their next show coming up. Uh, it's at towards the end of September, I think like 23rd and 24th of September. Uh, they will be in Myrtle beach. And uh, so that'll be their next live event there in Myrtle beach. They, they do two a year. So, and they, they try to move them around the, the country and, and whatnot. So awesome. Yeah. Great. So what about you? What, what Any news that you saw? Well, there, uh, uh, Eric found a news item on Twitter and uh, it is Halo Branded Solutions, which is Promo's biggest dis distributor by revenue, has acquired fellow top 40 distributor uh, brand via Alliance. And in uh, Twitter, very brief. So it said <laughs> details are coming. <laughs> <laughs> details are coming. All right. I, I, you know, I keep, the funny part about uh, Twitter is I can't remember the last time I actually even logged into Twitter. So. <laughs> uh, with me, it was hmm, 20 minutes ago. All right. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you and Eric picked up on that. And well, well, maybe we'll uh, have to ask John about that. He's certainly uh, in the middle of the uh, the promo product world, certainly uh, more so than you and I probably. Exactly. Terry, so that, exactly yeah, right. Good. good. So. Well, do you have a dad joke for us, Terry? We, I, I, I do. I have a I have a dad joke that's uh, that's uh, kind of reflective of, of yesterday being Cinco de Mayo. All right. Uh, yeah, nice. are you, you ready to hear? It's a it's about drinking. So okay, all right. <laughs> it is Friday. It's and it's noon somewhere. So let's do it. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Here's here's the my dad joke. What do you call it when you mix alcohol and great American literature? What do you call it? Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> that joke's really for Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh... I, I played right. volleyball last night, Terry, and uh, in this old man's league. And after the game, somebody broke out a bottle of tequila. I'm like, dude, I'm the youngest guy on the team in my late 40s here. What are you guys doing? <laughs> I did not touch. I cannot was, touch tequila anymore. So. <laughs> that, that was for body aches and pains. <laughs> maybe Numb the pain for the trip home. <laughs> wow. Maybe I would uh, be feeling better today if I did some tequila. Now, now I know. <laughs> there's feeling better and then there's oh no it's feeling worse <laughs> all right you gotta get right. todd's uh follow up here though this is kind of the thing and christine's got one too so todd says keep that one in the card catalog <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah and Everybody then christine says oh terry is. a literature dad joke that's practically sacrilege <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought of I thought of Eric when I uh, when I found it though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right. Before we go any further, Aaron, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests, so if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com/slash/two the number two regular guys and share your show ideas. And if you are listening to the podcast version. We would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate any reviews that you'd like to give on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, we are there. And if you're watching us live right now, please join in with your comments and questions for John. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're looking forward to talking to John. Um, we are actively uh, looking for sponsorship here. So if you'll go to tworegularguys.com forward slash sponsorship, you can find all the details there and and just uh, see if it, you know, something that you'd like to to be a part of. You know, we, we're we're all about just bringing information to the industry and um, and and supporting. And so we took took last year off from uh, having sponsorship to uh, be able to give back to the trade shows so they could uh you know, weather the storm. And, um, I, I, I don't know if we were the, the reason, but I feel like we at least had a little part in the fact that they're all still here. So that's good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I, they, they weathered the storm on their own, but if we could help support them in any way, that was uh, what we were interested in. So. I, I think it was much appreciated by all, all the shows and, uh, and they, uh, took the opportunity to, uh, to talk up their upcoming events and, and their online events and things like that. So, uh, we were certainly happy to help them out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so we appreciate them and, and all the work they do for our industry. And, uh, you know, so if you'd like to get your message out to, uh, to the regulators, to the two regular guys, listeners, we, uh, we have space available to do that. So, uh, head on over again. Uh, you see it there at the bottom. Thank you, Eric, two regular guys.com forward slash sponsorship for those listening in on the podcast side. And, uh, yeah, we, we'd appreciate your support of this program. So, all right, all right Terry, are you ready, sir? I am ready. Let's do it. Buckled up because John is, uh, we talked about enthusiasm. John is right there in that world. So we're going to have to bring <laughs> it up a notch here. Uh, we're, we're really pushing him here today. But um, let me introduce to you guys, John Morris, who's the executive director of brand and host of In the Club podcast. So, uh, you know, a little in the club no the, his company they were club colors but in the club podcast it's awesome they uh, amazing guests i've been actually a subscriber now since i got to meet john wow really good stuff and uh so john has 20 plus years in sales marketing branding and communication he is currently focused on building the club color brand their media presence and communication style their messaging culture building to drive internal success and external awareness so John has trained and managed hundreds of salespeople, driven growth for multiple brands and design strategies to build culture, recruit talent and retain clients and staff members. John has transitioned from traditional sales practices to a new style of social media communication and content to creation to create brand awareness and brand attention that drives lead generation and influences prospective clients to buy over being sold. So really cool. We're going to talk about that here today. John is not only driven within his career, but he is also passionate about motivating and supporting young athletes to be their best by coaching for his son's baseball and football team. So welcome into the program, John Morris. Wow. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. You guys are fantastic. I really like this setup. I tell you what, this is very good. I'm learning. I'm learning from you guys. I might have changed some things on our good, show. Good, this good. Is good stuff. We're so glad to have you. I appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks for reaching out. And uh, look, hey, it's rainy outside, but it's sunny in here. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I'm in Phoenix, so it's <laughs> it's all outside. Phoenix, right? <laughs> man, come down and play. Uh, what is it? Uh, TPC Scottsdale. That's the place right there. I tell you what. Except for yeah, that Arroyo, I'm not a fan yeah. of the Arroyo. <laughs> Get down there on that 16th hole during that uh, tournament. It's oh, a heck of a party. So unbelievable. Uh, Massive. <laughs> All right, John. Well, let's let's dive right in here. Tell us a little bit about you. We got the bio there, but tell us about you and Club Colors, and maybe kind of break that down. What what is all this transition for you, and 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 how you're using this new form of uh, social media strategy that actually works? So, just yeah, give us the three thousand foot view, so to speak. Sure. So first and foremost, uh, Club Colors is a full service brand management firm. So I'd like to say that anything you could possibly think of that you want to put a logo on. We can source it, we can decorate it, we can kit it, we can ship it, and we can build an online store uh, to uh, increase the speed at which your staff or your, your uh, stakeholders are able to get to it, right? So uh, we are now transitioning into from distribution decoration to more of an agency feel. So now we're starting through our social media presence and the activities through media that we've put together. We're starting to actually have clients create some buzz and say, hey, can you help us to do that? Yeah. So we've shifted to doing more advisement, like brand reviews, brand alignments, uh, and working with clients to uh, really analyze their logo, 
uh, analyze their their uh, online presence, how they're messaging, how they're communicating, and then making sure that it's a holistic approach to uh, to your brand impressions, right? Your marketing efforts. It's yeah. all got to be going in sync and running at the same pace. Otherwise, you're going to have a hole in your game. So we're really taking into consideration, like, for instance, right? This is media, right? We're doing a media. We're doing brand impressions right now on this podcast, yeah. but I'm logoed up. Well, guess what? During 2020, 2021, sales departments went virtual, right? We yeah. saw graduations go virtual. Yeah. We saw all these things go virtual. Guess what? I didn't see people wearing on the virtual calls. Logo apparel, hats, <laughs> items. Like, come on, sales teams. What are we doing? You got to rock the brand. This right here is a brand impression. Where, where's the camera? That's a brand impression. So while you're communicating, <laughs> you're also subliminally getting the name of your company into the mind of your prospective client. Yeah, I love it. As you can tell, I totally believe in that. I've got logos here, back here, right? Yeah, (laughs) OSG over there. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're in the business, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's right. Well, so John, um, Jay Bussell was on our show uh, not very long ago, and and uh, he's shouting to the rooftops. uh, Your brand, your logo is not your brand. (laughs) Yes. Talk to us about what what brand and branding means to you. So branding is about creating a feeling. So, right, this hat is a commodity, right? Yeah. Commodities, what's really interesting about our industry is we're utilizing commodities, a tangible, to create an intangible feeling. The intangible feeling is what inspires. That inspiring brand experience is what you're shooting for. So you're using a commodity to create a feeling that drives initiatives, drives uh, productivity, drives cash flow, the business of the business of the business, right? The guts of a business What we do is done to fuel the greater initiative, the greater business of the business objective. So for me, what branding is, is marketing is about pushing your message out with call to action to provoke action, right? What branding is about is provoking thought and feeling. It's essentially wrapping your arms around a community and then bringing them in and holding them there so they're captive and they're engaged and you're recognizable so the logo is just the icon right to get to essentially trigger what should be the greater emotion which is what branding is creating a feeling so how do people think about your why as an organization first off what is your why right a lot of companies don't know what their why is yeah second what are the core values of the organization um those things that's branding right getting those core values the bigger message getting that across. And then you support that with marketing and promotional items to drive home your brand message. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's perfect. I, I'm just smiling ear to ear when I hear somebody say, you got to know what your why is. You got to have culture and values. I mean, gosh, it, it's just, it's so simple, but I think it's just, it's a little bit feels too big for people at times. So to have you reiterate that just really is, is awesome. So, well, okay, John, so let's, you and I talked, before when when I, I found you and I'm like gosh we got to have this guy on the podcast because he really gets it um but kind of a more holistic approach for garment and product decorators you know in fact I think you've had a podcast about this and and this is kind of what you're talking about here in, in a lot of ways so like for example with you guys you're creating a brand you know in the club club colors the mm-hmm. logos and, and all of those things that go along with that brand but like if you go and listen to your podcast you guys aren't talking about the products and the things, right? So tell us a little bit about how this kind of holistic approach works. So the, the idea is uh, three things. When we started the podcast, we wanted to bring clients on to promote them. We want to promote the clients that we work with because that makes us sticky. We want to be sticky, right? So talk about client retention. One of the things that's most important is that once you put all the time and effort in to do the business development and the marketing to capture yeah. someone's attention and you get a chance with them, you it, it, what's important is you keep them. So part of keeping them is not just the deliverable and the products and all those things. It's the feeling. Again, brand impression, right? It's about creating a feeling with the client. So we felt like if we brought our clients on to speak to them, we would give them a platform to talk about their thought leadership, um, their expertise, and promote their brand. What that ultimately also does, because many of our shows are hosted in studio in our headquarters, is it gives us a chance to give them a tour to show our culture, to introduce them to all of our staff. 
they typically, a client typically deals with one point of contact. One point of contact doesn't do everything that our brand does. We want them to know who did the screen print. We want them to know who did the graphic design. We want to, them to know who did the accounting, right? We want them to feel the family that is behind them representing their brand and pushing their brand. So that was number one. Number two was I've always had this belief that if you treat people like they're a client before they're a client, they'll become a client. So we bring in prospective clients. So that, again, gives me an hour to two hours on the microphone with them. I am now bonded with them, even though they haven't spent a cent with me. Every single one of those clients that has come on after the podcast has given us an order. They've given <laughs> us a shot. Some of them are in talks it. for bigger conversations, right? And it was because they got a chance to feel something from coming in and taking the tour. And, and by the way, on a podcast, and you know this, when I post on LinkedIn or I post on Facebook, it has a 72-hour shelf life. It's about 72 hours. And then also the views and the comments and all that, people move on to the next thing, right? That's, that's that dopamine drip. Boom, boom, boom. Hit it real hard, right? A podcast lives in infinite. And you know this. It's yep. like Netflix binging. If I like one podcast, I watch the next one and the one behind that and the one behind that. So typically when you launch a podcast, I'm going to see the first one. It takes me to the one that you did before that, the one you did before that, the one you did before that, which is why when we talk to clients about sponsorship, they're like, well, I'm going to sponsor this episode. Okay. I'm not going to tell you just about the brain impressions. What I'm going to tell you is when somebody downloads our podcast, the other 10 that we've launched all get downloads as well. Because people kind of drip back to see who else they want to see. So that was the yeah. second thing. The third thing was to bring on influencers. There's folks out there in the marketplace that have 40,000 followers on LinkedIn, 20,000 followers on LinkedIn. If I sit in the room with them for an hour, right, their audience is watching them, but accidentally is watching me, which means that my brand is getting brain impressions with their 40,000 followers who had no idea who I was until I had them on as a guest. So it's all about that attention and what's happened since we started doing the podcast and really posting on social media aggressively is our website has gone up 10 X in migration to it. Uh, whereas we were getting, I won't tell you exactly the number we were getting X amount on a Tuesday of people going to our website. That's up 10 X from starting the podcast and, and posting all those things on, on LinkedIn, which means now our lead generation has, has climbed, which means that we can cherry pick and we, we don't have to be as aggressive. We can pick the clients that fit our ICP. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It is such a cool, I mean, if you think about it, right. Again, you step back from it and you look at this, this is simple. It's simple to do. It's just hard to wrap your brain around because it is a little bit like, Hmm, I've got all this other stuff, but it actually leads down to this. And, and I yes. think that's that holistic approach that you're talking about, John. And, and it's really exciting. So appreciate it. Yeah. You know, um, speaking of listening to people's podcasts, I heard you on a podcast <laughs> talking about uh, sustainability. Um, talk to us about, I mean, that's something that wasn't discussed even five years ago, yeah. but talk to us about how sustainability impacted the industry and in how companies tell their story now. You know, what's really interesting when I started with Club Coast four and a half years ago, one of my interview questions was how do you uh, manage uh, millennials? And um, the reason being is because a lot of folks have struggled to recognize that millennials have been brought up in an age where it's very much purpose-driven, right? There's been a lot of, um, a lot of conversation about equality, diversity, environmental sustainability, and that is the generation they've been brought up in. Corporations now have identified that if they're going to be effective in their culture and their productivity and their retention, they have to offer these things up as part of their brand promise, not just to their clients and to the world, but they have to offer that up as a way to retain the younger generation of employees that quite honestly are moved by that. I don't know if you are hiring managers or not, but I have less and less conversations of a negotiation of salary, right? Than I used to. 10 years ago, it was all about salary. What are you going to pay me, right? And that was just, a it was a different world. The, this generation wants to know, what are you doing for the community? What are you doing for 
uh, for sustainability? What are you doing for inclusion? All those different things, right? So sustainability is a great purpose. It's a great message, but it's really important for clients to live it out. Uh, 53% of our client base are colleges. Uh, again, colleges are very much wanting to make that commitment to the environment and that commitment to society and commitment to the world. That they're going to make decisions that factor in sustainability. So we've had to shift the way that we look at that. Now, luckily, the suppliers that we've aligned with uh, were steps ahead and they were ready for it because they were hearing it and, and catching it. And, um, you know, so it's really about understanding what the core values of an organization is and then reverse engineering your sourcing to their core values. So you have to have that type of sustainability approach, not only for uh, the solutions that you provide, but for the greater message, because it's not the product, it's the message. So when they give a backpack to their, their, in their new hire kit, and they say, hey, by the way, this backpack we gave you was made from recycled bottles out of the bottom of the ocean, that employee lights up. And they go tell somebody and they go tell a friend. And by the way, the best way to recruit is for one employee happy to tell a friend they should come work at that company. That's the best recruit you could get. Yeah. yeah. So anybody uh, for the quiz later, it's not the product. It's the message. Remember that it'll be on <laughs> the test. <laughs> Terry, one of our, one of our, uh, one of our core values, or, or maybe this is more of a principle because we have six core values and this isn't one of them, but it's something that we very regularly say here at club colors. And it's a mindset that we want to instill into our people and to our clients purpose over product. Look, we can source over 9 million products. So if you can think of it or can't think of it, more than likely we partner with somebody, we can find it for you. But that's not what it's about. We talk to clients all the time who are, who are running an event, it's their third year. And they'll say, I want to do a reorder. And, and we could just go, no problem. How many of this do you want? Or we could say, how did the event go? What was the reaction? Did you get the participation you were looking for? Were people stimulated? Did people send you emails afterwards saying that giveaway was brilliant? Thank you so much. Did you get promoted? Did your boss come to you and say, absolutely fantastic, amazing. This was the best show you've done. If they didn't say that, we should look at different products. That's so awesome. what's the I love bigger that. purpose? If a client just calls up and goes, I want a thousand t-shirts and you take that easy sale, shame on you. Ask right. 10 more questions to figure out what their greater purpose is. Maybe the t-shirt isn't the solution. Maybe it's a su sustainable something, or maybe it's, it's uh, you know, not a piece of apparel. Maybe it's an ASI product that will occupy time on a desk. Who knows what it is? But if you don't ask the questions, you just take the order. You're not really advising. You're not getting to their purpose. The want behind the want behind the want. The business, the business stuff, the big stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's That's so true when you're not, like I said, if you're not advising, if you're not getting into that, then yeah, you are just an order taker and, and your time will be limited. Your, your business will struggle because people come to us, not because of the commodity, the thing that you mentioned, yep. right? They come to us because of our service, our abilities, our um, way that we help people understand what it really is that they're trying to do. You know, Absolutely. Don't I be an order taker, be an order maker. There you go. There you go. I love it. Don't be, yeah, go with that. Yeah, actually, that, that will also be on the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent a whole bunch of time this last weekend as I was talking to these newer business startups about just that, right? It's not about what your customers buy. It's about why your customers buy from you, right? Boom. And figuring, figuring out that information is way more important than some spreadsheet with how many cups you've sold or how many shirts you've sold and what color and blah, blah, blah. So, so my dad was, uh, executive vice president of sales for Kraft Foods uh, when he retired. He, he ran a $13.8 billion sales force. So um, that was pretty cool, right? So, yeah. I would say, so I would say to my dad, like, what's the art of sales? He's, and he would always say, when you think you've asked enough questions, ask 10 more. I love it. <laughs> his, his other thing was listen for what you don't hear and look for what you don't see. That's where the, that's where the premium solution lies in what you can't hear or what you don't see. It's what yeah. the client isn't saying to you yet. It's your job to draw that out. It's what you can't see. It's your job to find that because that's where the real answer, the big solution lies. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. let Every, all that soak in, guys. There, I mean, <laughs> everybody out there that uh, that has salespeople or you know salespeople, have them go listen to this show in the archive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, amazing. All right. Well, 
John, you clearly, clearly understand what social selling is all about. You've got this down. Um, and, you know, we know you're in the mix of this. I actually saw you through the stuff that you're doing with uh, Printing United. So that's how we got oh, yeah. connected. So that was really cool. And and the stuff you're doing over there with Cassie and team. Um, awesome. But who else is doing it right out there? Who, who's, you know, maybe not necessarily, you can name names if you want. It's totally your call. But like, what what's right and then what's wrong? Okay, so what is what is wrong is commodity-based marketing. Okay. Okay, so so if I take a picture of this and then post, hey, look, this comes in 12 colors, and by the way, it's got a great grip, and you could put your logo on it, that does not stop the scroll. <laughs> okay? It's a really cool piece. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that's not going to stop the scroll. Yeah. So what we have to do in this industry is humanize, humanize the brand that we represent because what we sell is a commodity. Yeah. So the more commodity based it is, the more you have to humanize it. That comes down to cadence. What does cadence mean? When I post, we, we are, our, our division of our company is called reach, which is all about social media and getting, creating that brand awareness, brand okay. attention, and video content and all that. And our tagline is inspire, engage, influence. So let's start with inspire. I will write a post like I just posted on LinkedIn about the car ride home. I got a knot in my throat. About the car ride home with my 12-year-old from travel baseball. That is the best moment as a father that I could have. Yeah. It's not the ride there because he's he's excited, whatever. It's if they won or lost or he didn't have a great game or he did, it's the conversation in that half hour drive home that is just beautiful. So yeah. what do you do as an organization? You should have brand champions that are willing to be authentic and vulnerable enough to write about that and then correlate that back to how that makes sense in business. So what I wrote this morning on, on uh, LinkedIn was a real brief thing. It took me 10 minutes. In fact, I did it while I was waiting in the lobby for you guys. <laughs> and it just hit me. Um, so my, I asked my older brothers and my, and my father when I was, you know, 12, 13, like, what should I be thinking when I'm standing in the field at shortstop or in center field? Like, what are you thinking in between pitches? And I knew that it was came from my father because my brothers answered the same way. I'm the youngest of six kids. And my father played uh, baseball up till uh, he went to the Korean war, but he, uh, it was hit me the ball. That was your mindset. You should be standing at shortstop saying in between pitches, hit me the ball, hit me the ball, hit me the ball, right? So when my son asked that question, I lit up. I lit up because it was like, good, you're thinking profoundly. This is brilliant. This is good. You're not thinking about, hey, I want to hit a homer. You're not thinking about the big moment. You're think you're, you're, or, or, or the, the little mistake you made. What is the mindset? And the mindset sure, certainly shouldn't be, don't hit me the ball. Yeah. It should be, hit me the ball. <laughs> right. So what I did was I wrote a little thing about that, how that inspired me, and it made me feel, and then I correlated it back to business. Because what should a salesperson or a business owner or a recruiter or anybody be thinking at business all the time? Hit me the ball. I'm the one who will make the play. If you've got 80 people at your company and 70 of them are thinking, hit me the ball, I'll make the play. If they all are prepared in their mind for that moment, you never know when a client's going to call them and go, what did you do? You screwed up my event. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to take that call? It shouldn't, it shouldn't catch you off guard. Or you got to walk into the presentation and all of a sudden three extra people are there. And by the way, one of them is the ultra decision maker, procurement, CEO, whatever it might be. And you thought you were just going to talk to a marketing manager. And now all of a sudden you're in that meeting and you just were going to go in there and do a presentation. And now you got actual decision makers. You better be thinking, hit me the ball before you get out of the car and walk in there. Yeah. So I wrote about that. Boom, 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 boom. Likes, likes, likes. It had uh, in the 10 minutes, it had 150 views That's on fantastic. LinkedIn in the 10 minutes. I love it. Why? Because it's real quick. It's real easy, but it inspires, right? So now that I've got their attention after this podcast, I'll follow up with something that will engage them. And so now you engage. So what I'll do is once I post, I'm going to look at all the people that viewed the post. And I'm going to look at who's the title that fits what I, what I potentially would need. 
potential podcast got guest, potential sponsor for the podcast, potential client that would use our core suite of services. I will send them a comment to their post. So I go on their profile page and what I do, it's not the content you create, it's the engagement. So now I go on their content and I comment, 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 not a like. Likes are easy and boring. Anyone could hit a little thumb, for God's sakes. Get involved. So what I do is I actually read their posts or watch their video, and then I comment, like, with real thought and passion and, and validation. Hey, I really enjoyed this piece. This was great. I like the thing that you said here. This was fantastic. But I don't ask them for anything. I just engaged. Hey, look, I'm paying attention to you. And guess what? When you pay attention to people, you know what they do back? They pay attention to you. <laughs> I just engage. I don't ask for anything. There's no ask. I just let them know that I'm now in their circle. Here I am. Then the next thing is I start influencing. So what's the influence? The influence now is once I start to have those people and I can tell by the amount of likes and comments, I can see who's looking at my profile. I can see all these different things. Now I start to talk to them off of their content. So they might post something. And then I'll tag them in a post that I, that I did that I think might be relevant to them. So I start talking to them. I'm influencing them as an individual. I start posting a, about a villain, right? Here's one of the coolest things you could do on LinkedIn. What is the villain that your clients have, right? So in our industry, I'll tell you what the villain is. Some administrative person putting 50 different sweatshirts in all different sizes on a, on a boardroom table with a bunch of sticky notes having to now box it and ship it to 50 different locations or walk around the building and pass it out, okay? The product was great. The sweatshirt was great. The screen print on the sweatshirt was fantastic. The problem was the way it was delivered caused a ton of extra busy work for that administrator. So what's the villain? You just ate up all that time for that human being that could be doing other stuff that's actually in their job description. So now what I'll do is I'll post a picture of a bunch of sweatshirts with sticky note on on them on a boardroom table with a tagline hey administrators this look familiar this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you now people that have influence to a ceo or a decision maker are now connected and they're going now the ceo or the decision maker or procurement goes man we really need to look at a different provider that administrator goes we should look at club colors they think the way that we think and then the next thing is going to the dms so once you connect and uh, you started to influence that engage part, right? I'm engaging on their posts, their content. Now what I do is if I start to see that they're liking and commenting on my posts, what I do then is I send them a direct message. So in the direct message, it's really simple. I love your content. Thank you so much for supporting mine. I hope that we can meet in person or via a call at some point. I'm really getting a lot of being connected with you. Not a five paragraph thing with websites and links saying you should buy from me like so i just met you so aaron if i sat down to you next to an air next to you at an airport bar and i said hey i'm john do you want to give me fifty thousand dollars to handle your program account like yeah. for, i mean for god's sakes buy a drink for the guy for a second ask about his family like figure it out like, take drink your and leave. Time. <laughs> if you just want to make a transaction i have no interest in you i'm looking for partnerships right yeah. So that we should be thinking the same way. So what I do is I'll go into the, into their DMs and I'll build a relationship with them before I ask them for anything. Then they'll start to engage. I start to see them more and they'll say, by the way, I've noticed a few of your posts. You're never wearing anything that has a logo on it. Why? And they'll go, oh, you know, I don't know. And then I'll say, here's a link. Fill it out. Get a free sample. I'm going to send you something with your logo completely free. I want you to feel the way that we do things. I want you to understand that premium is a process. I'm going to send you something for free and, to, and let me know how you feel the experience is. And if it's great, we'll keep doing business. If not, you know, we, we, can, we can continue to support each other on, on LinkedIn or on, yeah. on whatever social platform it is. So it's about the cadence. Inspire, engage, influence. Don't do what they call in the industry. There's a group of influencers, right? And they call it the pitch slap. It's the pitch slap. And you know <laughs> that you've gotten this before. Somebody connects with you, you hit the connect button, you get a six paragraph thing sent to you from, an, uh, from AI. It's a bot. And I know it's a bot because they have the clovers in front of my name and behind my name. 
So I could tell if you're a bot because you didn't go in there and find the emoji and then put John, right? A bot <laughs> did that, right? So now I just weeded you out. You'll never do business with me. If you're that lazy, I have no interest. If you want to build real communication, real connection, then you're going to have to build a relationship with me. So that means I'll support your content. You support mine. We'll fill each other out. You know, get the dopamine going with each other that we support each other. Then we'll figure out whether or not we have a challenge, how we can benefit each other. Then we'll talk about transactions. Yeah. Wow. So it's patience. Humanize, be patient, inspire, engage, influence, and stop taking pictures of a water bottle and putting it up <laughs> and thinking people are going to want to buy it. Yeah. Aaron, do you think we're going to have to edit out pitch slap? Uh, no, is that gonna, no, that's I tried to be as clear as I could. <laughs> he was very clear. I appreciate. I tried it. to be really clear. <laughs> he know, he does a podcast. He knows what. Uh, yeah, we don't want to lose our spot on iHeartRadio. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. I did. I said pitch, pitch, pitch for the Pete. <laughs> the Pete. Um, well, wow. So first off, regulators, hey, you guys just had a you know what five maybe ten minute masterclass in social selling. So. Just let that all sink in. In fact, just bookmark this moment, rewind it, listen to it over and over again, write it all out. Um, Terry, I know we've got some other questions for John here, but let's see if we can cover some of the comments that the regulators have been sharing with us here. Um, so uh, Todd said, I see that so much. Shut up. Is that the first comment? <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> no, it's actually really good. Uh, Todd said, I see that so much at trade shows, people not wearing their brand. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> and then Eric, the producer said, uh, wow, folks get out those yellow junior legal pads. This is gold. So John, that's kind of a inside yeah, joke here. Terry has always got a yellow legal pad. He's a pen and, pen and because, paper guy. <laughs> because John, during the zombie apocalypse, I'll still have all my notes. Which is... <laughs> Which, by by the way, based on the cloudiness here in the Chicagoland area, I'm pretty sure it's coming, my friend. You're going to be prepared. <laughs> we haven't seen the sun in, in the, gosh, I'm paler than I've ever been. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. What else we got here? Um, Christine says, oh, I love this. So basically, be curious. Pay attention. Always good advice. Um, well and then Ramona said, yeah, you can say that again. And remember, this is being recorded. Great reference material. So you can go back <laughs> yeah. and check it out. Uh, uh, Christine said she's going to, so here on the two radios podcast, the way we look at things is, uh, we'll give you credit for it the first time and then it's ours. Right. So, uh, she's going to use pitch slap. Um, <laughs> boom. Yeah, there you go. All right. Good stuff. If you guys have questions for John, go ahead and get those into the comments there. But, uh, Terry, we've already talked a little bit about John's podcast, but let's find out some more. Yeah, John, tell us about your podcast. And and uh, we heard before we went on the air, there might be some uh, betting advice. Uh, oh, yeah. As so well. we, just, we just launched. This is our second season. So we're nowhere near uh, caught up to you fine gentlemen. You're doing a brilliant, brilliant job. Um, so our first season, quite honestly, it took me two years to convince our CEOs that uh, a podcast would be the right thing. Uh, more than anything that they they felt like, hey, look, we were really in a growth mode. I was director of sales at the time. Uh, so, like, we kind of don't want you to be distracted from this. And I begged and begged and begged. They said, okay. Um, and then we started doing it. And the first season went well enough that um, I actually got promoted to executive director of brand role. And now I'm, like, full go, right? So we're doing one a week. We drop one every Thursday. Um, but our previous guest is Scotty McKeever. Scotty McKeever is a broadcaster analyst on TVG. TVG is like a horse racing TV station, right? And uh, he built a company called Equin Edge LLC. You can go check it out at equinedge.com. And uh, he won $1.2 million on one bet at Del Mar. Um, and they call him Scotty Pick Six because the bets that he does is the five and six race bets. So you got to get five races in a row. You got to pick the winner of five in a row or six in a row. You imagine the difficulty, but the odds, of course, the payout on that is tremendous. Yeah. So he would go and do it the old school way where you would get the program. And, you know, it's all this black ink and right. You're sitting there and he he never enjoyed the race. He's, his head's buried in a book for eight hours. He's handicapping. And then he put his bets in. And what would upset him was he would he would uh, lose you know, five out of the six bets. And the one that he got right was he put the wrong horse in. He, he, he did it wrong because he was exhausted. And so he got really frustrated. So he went and hooked up with this 18-year-old absolute genius who is all into technology and algorithms. And he had him build a platform where he can plug in everything about a horse. 
races they ran before, who's riding the horse, who trains them, how they do in mud, how they do uh, on all different types of tracks. And he created an algorithm, a SaaS platform, where he essentially can get the metrics. So it's not one point of data, like one point of data being like the horses won eight out of 10 races, right? That's one point of data. It doesn't tell you the full story. Metrics tells you the full story. So think of Moneyball. Moneyball, how the Oakland A's, Billy Bean, completely changed baseball, the way you do scouting and the way you're a GM and how you look at a player, which changed all the metrics in baseball. It used to be batting average, home runs, RBIs, right? Now it's war and OPSP and all these different statistics. And that's what he's done for horse racing. So he's had, you know, everyday people like me that don't bet. I, I said on the show, I used to bet based on who's what horse had the best leg warmers on, you know, that are all taped up, right? I had no idea. Like, honey, which, which horse do you like? She's like, oh, I like the one with powder blue. Okay, let's go with the one with powder blue. It didn't win. So what he's done is he's taken this platform, this technology, and turned it into kind of a fan duel type of process where 20 years ago you used to have, you used to, have to call a bookie, right? Now you can just go on a platform. You can see all the metrics, gives you all the data. You can enter it in, make your bet, boom. Uh, you're good to go. So pretty, pretty cool. Uh, fantastic guy. And then, you know, uh, the episode, a couple episodes before that, we had Christina Brady on Christina Brady is a uh, chief strategy officer for sales assembly, uh, which again is another SaaS platform to help companies coach their salespeople. Um, we've had Jim or uh, excuse me, James say what sales Buckley on. Um, he's got 25,000, followers on LinkedIn. He's a big persuader. He's a sales coach. So what we like to do is, is have people on that are big personalities um, that really will provide, we call it edutainment, right? We want to educate while at the same time be a goofball and be entertaining, right? And, um, <laughs> right, and then right. be able to show off our brand and show off through sponsorship our, our suppliers, right? So we had um, FASA Apparel sponsors. This is a FASA Apparel so they sponsor uh, every episode. Uh, we've had Cap America, Cap America uh, sponsor episodes. And we've got Alpha Broder that's going to start sponsoring uh, episodes as well. And it's all about the whole feel, the whole brand message. How can we provide you value while at the same time make you feel something? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, all the... All, all that stuff is fantastic. And I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm subscribed to the podcast. So I, I love uh, I love getting all that information you, and, and being able to take that in. So, in fact, uh, Mashid said, uh, thanks for hosting another great guest. John, you opened my eyes on very essential perspectives of marketing. You definitely changed my point of view. So thank you. So there you go. Well, cheers to you. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, John, I think you heard at the beginning, we had a little quick news piece about Halo Branded Solutions acquiring yeah. Brand Via Alliance. And I know you're obviously in the thick of the promo space. So maybe just uh, with our listeners real quick, what does that news mean to the promo world? Is there anything that we should be aware of? Anything that just, you know, is it good, bad, anything, any take you have on that? You know, I, I got to be honest with you. Then um, this could sound great or it could sound horrible. We really don't focus on what our competition does, quite honestly. We, we are so <laughs> entrenched in who we are and our brand message and what we're trying to achieve and what our core values are and um, scaling properly and making sure that we create the best human experience possible for employees. We really could care less who buys who. Gotcha. Um, and That's congratulations awesome. to Halo. Congratulations to Brand Via Alignment. Fantastic. Um, and but what does it mean to us? It only means something to us if we allow it to mean something to us. I don't think it means anything from the standpoint of like, oh, boy, it's a threat. Competition could come in. I don't think it means anything from the standpoint of, wow, this really shows a huge indicator of what's happening in the industry. I think this shows pure business. Yeah. Big fish buy uh, fish that are struggling to swim or that are smaller and they bring them in for the things that they don't do well. So maybe brand via alignment did something really well that that Halo uh, would have liked to have done better. And that was part of it. Or perhaps they had a better market share in a region of the country. And rather yeah. than trying to go out and organically build that region, they went, Hey, let's just buy this company that has that captured, put them yeah. under the name. All that is fantastic. Uh, but the reality is we focus on 
the journey, the moment by moment at Club Colors and putting all of our time and attention to our clients. And we don't listen to the noise outside. It's just a distraction. I love it. Ah, that's such a great, uh, refreshing take. I, all too often, you just hear people like, oh my gosh, this is happening. My competitor's doing this and da 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 da. Focus on you and your business yep. and, and bringing value like you're talking about here. And uh, all things will go exactly as they should. So, Think about uh, it this way, Aaron. If you're a wide receiver and you caught a pass and you've gotten out ahead of the safety and you're running for a touchdown and you spend your whole time looking behind you if the safety's going to catch you, you're not running as fast as you can. Yeah. That safety's going to catch you. You are not going to score. So <laughs> it's best just to run as fast as you can. Uh, and go score that touchdown. If the safety catches you, great job, safety. Yeah. Uh, but you yeah. can't be looking over your shoulder. You can't be looking all around and worrying about that. You got to be in the present, focused on you. That's all that matters. Well, right. and, and you, you you see it all the time um, where where company A offers or they have this new concept. All of a sudden, company B, C, D, and E all of a sudden are offering exactly the same thing, and then yeah. and then repeat and then repeat. <laughs> yeah, and you know to that point, like. So what is, we talked about branding, right? If you really want to make the argument, Android makes a better product. Android products like uh, those phones are a better product than Apple. But Apple will outsell them because Steve Jobs built a brand that is so compelling. It's such a compelling story. And they understand their clients so unbelievably well that they built brand champions. There are people literally that would not use anything other than Apple no matter what yep. because of the message, the brand message, the way they think the feel, the slow release box that it comes in. I was just going to say it, that <laughs> it feels completely premium. So it's like people waiting in line. Like, did you get the new Apple? Did you get the new Apple? Guess what? It does two extra things than it did before. Who cares? The technology is really I'm, I'm not. I'm kind of embarrassed now. There you go. I'm an Apple guy too, right? I'm, a, I'm that guy. But it's not superior to, it's not like superior to the other technology. What it is, is their brand message, their values, the way that they drive at home. And that's what people buy into. So people will buy inferior products if you have the right brand message and you approach it right and you create the right experience, the right feeling. And this yeah. is why it's so important not to worry about the fact that your competition just went out and bought, you've got 20 uh, embroider machines and they just went out and bought one more. And now they have 21. Who cares? Doesn't matter. How yeah. much are you entrenched in the client experience and making the client feel a certain way and getting your brand name out there as much as possible? People will people will utilize you over over the other company. Right. Yeah. That's it. Um, John, wow. Um, I know we've shared some of the things where places people can find you and stuff like that. In fact, Eric has the link to your YouTube channel in the comments in there. But uh, how can our listeners connect with you? What uh, any any other places you'd like people to come check you out yeah. out there easy uh check check us out on our linkedin page you're gonna see my name john morris there's a clover in front and a clover behind and yes i am irish but that's not why it's because <laughs> i'm weeding out those bots so if you send me a dm and i see the clover in front i know that you didn't take your time to actually personalize it everybody <laughs> likes a handwritten note for gosh sakes come on yeah. uh so uh you can find me on linkedin follow me on linkedin i promise you this I will do exactly what I said our brand promises, inspire, engage, influence. I promise you that. I yeah. promise you that. So that's probably the best place. If you DM me, I will respond immediately, even if it's 2 a.m. I'm kind of crazy. But, yes. you know, I feel like I've worked really hard to build a community of people. And th that community of people are giving me moments in their life. And I owe it to them to respond. Um, wow. So we, we respond every time. You can email me at jmorris at clubcolors.com. Uh, check out our website, www.clubcolors.com, and uh, check out our podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify, and our Club Colors YouTube page. Um, we're, we're, we're off to a, a, a nice level of success. Not as great as two regular guys, right? Uh, but we're trying to get there. So give us some support so we can be as good as Aaron and Terry. <laughs> John, thank you so much. i can attest to all those things he responds right away and uh yeah i had some guy had no idea just saying hey you want to come on our podcast and he was like right in there and we talked and i was like have to have john here must and you just proved it dude thank you, Aaron, thank you. <laughs> terry nice to meet you you as all well right, john. John, thanks so care. much good to talk to you we'll Cheers. talk to you soon wow all right
<laughs> that was Darius, awesome. I'm scribbling I notes, you. trying not to uh, to look away from the camera, but writing notes <laughs> as we were going. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was kind of making notes and stuff like that. In fact, um, all of the things that he was saying uh, inspired me. Uh, we, we didn't have a five things before we got started here because we need you guys to show up and put your five things in there. Go over to tworegularguys.com forward slash five things. That's the number five, five things. And uh, you can enter your five things into a form. You can record um, record a voice message that we'll be able to then play back if you want to do it that way. We actually have that built into that page now. Um, and, or if you want to just email us over, put the phone up to your face and, you know, do that, right? Or you could even send me a volley. We'll talk about that later. But um. <laughs> Stop moving it forward in your big book of travel and uh, and do it today. Just get it done. <laughs> get, get those five things in. We are also starting to share. Um, we've, we've now been starting to clip them out and sharing them on social media to get the conversation going. A, another touch point that people have to your you and your brand, just like John was talking about here. This is an opportunity for you to inspire to talk about things that are important to you. And uh, after talking to John, he inspired me uh, and uh, I, I've got five things. So uh, I am Hooray. ready when you are, Eric. All right. Here are five reasons to start a podcast. So again, very much inspired by the conversation we just had with John. But uh, number one, to promote your customers, make yourself sticky. You just heard John talk about that, right? To promote your customers, share your community with others. So that's number one. Number two, to share your brand message, to let people understand who you are as a person, what your values are, and then how those values come out in the way that you do business. So share that brand message, that feeling that John talked about. That's number two. Number three, podcast messages stay. They don't die like social media. Just again, like John was talking about there, when you do a podcast, we've got 400 and I think this is 55 episodes and we still have people listening to those earlier episodes out there. So podcasting stays. Number four, uh, opportunity to talk about topics you want to talk about. And in my case, to do that with your best friend and Terry and to have people like Eric, who are also great friends around. So it's just that opportunity to have discussions. When we talk about ideas, we grow so much more than when we talk about people, talk about the uh, Let's talk about ideas. And that's what a podcast can do for you. And then number five, if you stick with it, it will take you places. I just had an opportunity to teach at a trade show. Um, Terry and I are, have been invited to show up at Printing United, right? So if you stick with it, it will take you places. So there you go. There are my five reasons to start a podcast. That's awesome. Those are great. And I, I saw you typing way down there and I, I was trying not to look, <laughs> but uh, good on you, man. <laughs> I, I was just inspired, you know, John, John filled his mission there. So uh, <laughs> there we go. All Fantastic. right, Terry. Well, what's coming up for you? Um, apparently it is me because we're going to be just slightly over. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My complete screen printing business class with Atlas Screen Supply in Chicago will be May 21st and 22nd. That class, it, it might possibly be sold out, but give a call over to Atlas if you'd like to go to the class. I think there was one spot left about a week ago. Uh, my complete screen printing business class at Workhorse Products in Phoenix. Uh, that is June 11th and 12th. We do have some spots open there. Uh, I'm going to be teaching a DTG seminar at G Graphics Pro Expo in Indianapolis on June 2nd. So you can find that at the Graphics Pro Expo website. And all my upcoming events are on my website at terrycombs.com. How about you, Aaron? Awesome. Yeah, terrycombs.com. Check it out. I didn't know you were going to GP. Uh, indie there so that's cool i may actually yeah. have to make that trip now oh sweet darn it <laughs> <laughs> all right um so uh for me coming up here uh first thing i want to just share is the skills usa i talked about that at the beginning with Kristen. uh it's happening in atlanta georgia and uh, this is not a typical trade show this is an opportunity for young people 
high schoolers and just out of high school folks. This is a competition now. This is massive. They're going to take up the entire Georgia World Congress Center for all of the competitions. I think there's about 124 different competitions, everything from you know, nails and hair to HVAC repair to mechanical repair, motorcycles and uh, woodworking, carpentry, uh, graphic design. But our little area of the world will be there represented. And I've been fortunate enough to be tasked with heading up the sublimation competition. And uh, there's also a screen printing competition. Now, um, I believe that Printing United is still trying to pass that one off. But uh, last I heard, they were still involved in that. Um, so it's a little little disconcerting that <laughs> they're getting themselves out of it. But that's OK. They're still supporting. Um, anyhow, June 22nd and 23rd at the Georgia World Congress Center. Uh, I've got a link in there, skillsusa.org, and they'll we'll post it in the show notes. But um, I'm still looking. I've got some judges. Kristen has agreed to come out and be there. Uh, Dottie, I've got um, Nick Bittner from ISW going to be there. Uh, so, But I still need a couple more just to kind of make sure that we're covered and make it a little bit easier for, for the judges to be there. So if you can make it out to Atlanta June 22nd through the 23rd, um, unfortunately, it's a volunteer position. So uh, it's well worth your effort, though. You obviously can completely write all this off in your business. And um, I, you will have my utmost grat gratitude and I will promote you and, and take care of you in any way that I can. So June 22nd, 23rd, uh, if you can be there, just reach out to me, Aaron, at tworegularguys.com. Also, uh, we are looking for... Uh, still looking for sponsors and people to help us out with the stuff that we're going to need to print on. Um, David Gross from Condi is another one of the judges, and he's also said that he'll take care of whatever we need, but I'd like to kind of spread that wealth and show these kids all the other great people that are involved, not just David and, and the, the judges that I've already got. So if you'd like to be involved, um, I know it's a short turnaround and um, whatnot. I took this on kind of midway through and just trying to get my arms all the way around it. So um, we'll still make sure that you're promoted in a big way and, and shared, and these kids will forever be grateful and they will know who you are. And when they become your future best customer, you're going to thank me for this opportunity. So, uh, Aaron at two regular guys.com. All right. Did I pitch it enough? I, I wasn't trying to pitch slap anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm and good. then uh, another thing happening for me, September 15th, Charlotte, North Carolina, the graphics pro expo is the day before their show hosting uh, start here academy and i get to serve as the mc and i'm going to be highlighting three makers and influence as they share kind of where to start with apparel and product decoration and you're going to get all sorts of education inspiration and guidance from this group and it's uh supported by the dtg group mamaki caesar stalls uh races the uh laser folks and then corelltrainer.com and it's a kind of a night school style event where there's also going to be some great networking and just opportunities to explore new products, plus food and refreshment. So uh, beat me to the food and refreshment table. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, you can check out more. Eric's got a link down there at the bottom of bit.ly link if you want to check that out. But uh, it's at graphic graphics dash pro dash expo dot com forward slash start dash here dash academy. So. For those of you listening on the podcast side, you can just hit our show notes and we'll have have those links in there for you. So that's what I've got going on. Uh, Terry, can you share what Eric's got coming up here as well? Yes, absolutely. Uh, join Eric for the take up this week. Uh, episode number 110, Making Machine Embroidered Multimedia Simple. Uh, where Eric's going to describe the methods by which, and he's editing this as I'm reading it, <laughs> by which he created the custom uh, printed appliques and patches with simple sublimation equipment, plotter cutters, heat presses, and embroidery machines. Head over to ericcampbell.com and click the take up at the top of the menu uh, full playlist and look for Eric's extended session on patches coming up at Impressions Expo Fort Worth. And uh, details will be up on that soon. I'll be there at Fort Worth as well. And uh, that's uh, that's what Eric is up to. Nice. Yeah. Impressionsexpo.com to check that out. And like I said, Terry's going to be there as well. So worth worth checking all that out. Uh, real quick about, about Eric, Terry, I just wanted to share this. I had an opportunity uh, this week, Tuesday of this week, to head over to the good folks at ZSK. 
the the uh, Matinas, the f great family, Andrea, Bob, the whole family over there. They're here in local to me in St. Louis, and they were doing a uh, embroidery education class for their customers. And so I got a chance to go over there and talk to them a little bit about business planning. But the cool part, what I wanted to share is uh, Eric is such a great guy. He helped him out. He gave him a whole bunch of content. And even without being there, people were talking about Eric. So I was sharing, you know, people like, you might know me from the Two Regular Guys podcast. And they're like, oh, that thing that Eric does. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that thing that Eric <laughs> Exactly. <does." laughs> so, um, but no, we, we had a nice long talk about the take up and how amazing that is that uh, that take up each and every week is you know, it's supposed to be an hour, but uh, I don't think it's ever gone an hour. So it's always bonus, amazing content material. And, you know, it's one of those things like, okay, if Eric was just sitting there talking to himself for that long, but like everybody's in for the full two hours or however long it'll go from time and engaged and asking questions and like, uh, yeah. So check out the take up. Um, that, that I just wanted to share that. So, all right, Terry. Well, um, Yep, it is me. Five minutes late, but uh, we, we do want to thank John and uh, John Morris with Club Colors. Make sure you're checking all that out. Obviously, you want to go back and re-listen to this episode over and over again because you got a masterclass right there in how you should be promoting your business. Uh, but make sure you're checking out his podcast, learning from him, and uh, just, just engaging with him. Obviously, he's a guy that's going to share and bring a ton of value. So make sure you're connected with John. And thanks very much for your time, John. All right. And thank, uh, thanks to our show producer, Eric Campbell, for keeping the wheels on the podcast bus going round and round every week. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Eric, thank you so much, sir. So next week, we're we're efforting on some uh, some different opportunities. So if there's certain things that you guys want to learn about or hear about, we need your feedback and we need to hear from you as, as to what you want. Or if you have guest suggestions, like I said, we're we're efforting in a few different fronts right now. So Stay tuned. We will have uh, next week's program for you uh, at the beginning of next week. We'll, we'll have something out there and uh, info at two regular guys, or you can hit me up directly, Aaron at two regular guys. Either way, just let us know what you'd like to learn about and like to hear and who you'd like to hear from. And we'll, we'll get them on the program. So that's awesome. Gary? Yeah, I'm well, excited. So we, we, yeah. we've got some really cool stuff coming up. We just haven't uh, pinned anything down quite yet with, with my travels and as busy as you and Eric are, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have it up soon. All right. Yeah. Until then, I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.